Okay, g'day Rowan, how are you going? Fantastic, thanks for having me, Pat. No worries, thanks for coming on. No, it's a pleasure. Yeah, I've been wanting to have you on just on your own for a while because one of your videos that you did ages ago before one of the Dead Cow Gully races was kind of like one of the inspirations for me to actually start this podcast. It gave yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, haven't, I haven't filmed any in a while, but uh, I try to get back into it. Yeah, yeah, awesome, because you, you're doing some good stuff. Yeah, just trying to get it, get the message out there and and uh, see what's you know what people can achieve really. Yeah. Uh, so how long have you? Well, have you always been a runner, or when did you get into it? No, I've only been running for about six years. Um, my older brother, um, sort of, and his kids inspired me to start running. So I um, I wasn't a fan of running at all. Um, <laughs> And it was just through watching him run ultra marathons and like hundred milers and stuff. And then um, I went to a park run with them one Christmas and thought I could, I should just give it a go. And just, and then from there, it just, um, I haven't stopped since. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw your first ultra was the black hole 100 in 2018 did you work yep. your way up to that 100k distance or did you just go head first? Um, so leading um, up to Blackhall 100, I didn't um, know about the event at all. Um, a friend of mine, um, she was doing the Kokoda Challenge on the Gold Coast, the, the 96 kilometres, and I did um, a couple of 30k runs uh, before that and she was like, oh, come and join me on this 96, 96K um, <laughs> uh, Kokoda Challenge. And I was talking to my brother and he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, give it a go, but you haven't really been training for it. <laughs> and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give it a crack. And um, it was a team of four because um, that's how it works. And we went in and it took us 24 hours and about yeah 24 hours 25 minutes to complete the kokoda challenge as a team we all finished and that was like um huge for us because we really wanted to finish as a team and um and uh, i uh, had a friend who was traveling up from newcastle to do uh black all 100 and i got talking to him i'm like you know what I, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna do my first solo hundred and see how I go. And um, yeah, I think I knocked like seven hours off uh, the 24 hours. I think we're about, I think it was like 16 hours, 40 minutes or something. Mm. And then just literally was hooked after that. Like, yeah, just trying to run 100Ks everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd notice you've done the Guzzler 100K every year, every year since. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so that, that first, the inaugural year was 2019, yeah, 2019, and I was so hooked on running that I, I really wanted to do a, like a 100K PB, and it, it is a tougher course, and I thought if I can do it on a tougher course, that means, you know, I'm progressing and I'm, you know, I'm, um, you know getting better, and managed, managed to knock 
I think it was like an hour off that, off the black hole 100 time, which I was super happy about. And then um, because it was the inaugural year, I thought oh, maybe I should see how, see how many years I can uh, keep coming back every year. And and it just turns out to be that um, there's only one other guy um, that's done it every year. And we're both, um, we both know each other now. But uh, yeah, we kind of egg each other on each year. You're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. If you're not, you know, if you're not gonna do it, then I'm gonna take it. And, yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's like a, a another challenge on the side that's uh, that keeps me inspired to keep coming back. Yeah, I was also wondering because I know that the Black Hole 100 and the Guzzler they're both Western States qualifying races. So oh, are now, you, yeah, are, are you collecting tickets and applying every year? I, I did apply this year. Yeah, I, I when I first started running and learning about ultras, um, and you know the first thing you look up on the internet is, you know, hundred mile like hundred milers seem to pop up, and they're always American races, and just started watching like Leadville videos and Western States videos, and instantly hooked. Like I, I couldn't put them down. I just had to watch all these videos and learn more and more. And um, and now that we've got the opportunity here in Brisbane to be able to have Western States qualifiers, it's um, yeah, I jumped in straight away. So I didn't get in this year, which is, but you know, one ticket. Who gets yeah. in on one ticket? Yeah. So um, I I actually am going back to Blackall One Hundred this year, and oh, that's awesome. gonna be yeah, my Western States qualifier this year. Yeah, awesome. Um, you yeah. might know that, um, like, my dream goal is to make the Sat Champs team, and that's on the same weekend as the Black Hole One Hundred. So, oh, wow. yeah. So I've decided that if I don't make the Sat Champs team, I'm going to come up to Queensland and run the Black Hole One Hundred. So oh, I might, yeah. I might see you there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to. Well, yeah, I want to do the same thing. I want to start applying for Western States as well. It'd be. It'd just be um like it is the top american race to do you know you can't I hardly have any entrance um and it's the history behind it's like huge and everyone gets out there like mm. everyone basically everyone in america it seems to turn up there like every you know courtney DeWalter and you know jim wormsley and all those guys dylan bowman it's just mm. like yeah it's like um ultra candy yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was inspired by that um, doco, Lucy's Dad. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah really good. Loved it. Yeah, awesome. So um, so you mentioned, like, you're on a, a guzzler streak, but you're also, like, on a running streak as well. So you love your streak. So what are you up to now? Um, I think today of the recording, I think it's 1,426 days in a row. Right. Um, and that was also inspired by my, um, my older brother, Ben, he, um, he started a streak years ago cause a guy on the Gold Coast here, um, his name's Hunter and he got up to seven years and, and, uh, you know, I watched him run, I've run with him a couple of times and just the consistency, um, just helps with your running, um, uh, helps reduce what well, seems to reduce the risks of uh, injury um so i've noticed 
heaps less injuries since running every day. Um, and yeah, it's tough after an ultra the next day to to go on a run. But I, I um, to be honest, the day after, um, people think I'm mad, but um, like I'm sore as hell. But after I finish like a you know two or three k run, I can walk up the stairs fine. Everything feels so much better. So it's it's feels like it's doing something. So yeah, yeah. Look, I, mean, I definitely. I mean, I've don't have a streak anything like yours and I think my best streak is probably about 80 days but I definitely run more often than I used to and mm. I reckon it uh, it definitely does help I, do, I definitely have less pains and injury like feeling in my legs and feet than I used to yeah and I yeah, def- yeah I can definitely vouch for for that yeah mm. have you ever looked at the website um runeveryday.com uh no i haven't looked at that there's another one i think it's called runners international uh run streak international right so that's like a um like a proper a proper group and they've got all the rules set out that you have to you know you have to achieve to um to actually uh go towards a streak yeah yeah and does it have a list of streaks like are you on on it uh i haven't actually signed up to it um i thought about i think I can't remember it's free or you got to submit all your files, but I just have an app that records everything for me. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I was looking at um, runeveryday.com and they've got a list. I was saying, oh, he's rolling there, he's rolling there. But no. I, should, I, should, yeah. I should jump on there because it's, yeah, yeah. I'm, nearly, I'm nearly at four years, so. Yeah, yeah. And I was, because I, I follow you on um, that running, I forget what it's called, um, and your runs, yeah so what's it called again smash run yeah that's it smash run yeah <laughs> and um yeah so i looked you'd be in the top 50 of current streaks in australasia at the moment yeah okay yeah, that's cool yeah it's pretty good and the um the longest current streak in australasia is 5940 wow yeah um, that's that's up there yeah, and the longest streak in the world at the moment is sixteen thousand. What's that? I think it's what does that equate to? About fifty years or something? Uh, Forty three point eight one years. The long the longest streak ever is nineteen thousand and thirty two, which is fifty two years. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the world record. That's the yeah, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Um, this would obviously be your best streak, the one that you're on at the moment. Yeah, once once I started and I got past um, 21 days, like 21 days is like the general rule for any habit to be formed. So I got the 21 days down and then I had like a niggly calf um, not long after that and I thought, oh, I don't think this is going to last too much longer. And it sort of went away. And I got the 50 days and I was, I was like, wow, I'm at 50. And I'm like, all right, got to get to 100. And then, and just kept, got to 100. And I'm like, all right, 365 is the next goal. And just, yeah, just progressed from there. And, and now I think it's, I think it's gone the opposite way where if I stop, it's probably going to be detrimental to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have some sort of breakdown or something. <laughs> um, so have you come close to breaking it or? It's just become uh, part of your life now. Uh, very close. 
Yeah, it would have been it would have been after ten PM one night. Oh. Um, I was putting the kids to bed and I fell asleep um, with them ne- uh, next to them in the in the bed in their bed, and I woke up in a, like a daze, a total shock. And my wife was still awake, and um, I looked at my watch and I went, "It's after ten o'clock at night. I'm I feel absolutely wrecked." But I haven't, I haven't run today, <laughs> so I had to put on the running shoes, and I think, yeah, it was like ten thirty at night, and uh, just to fit in twenty minutes or thirty minutes or whatever it was, um, got home just before eleven, yeah, o'clock, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, just remember thinking to myself, like I'm glad it didn't end, but that was that felt brutal, yeah. <laughs> um- yeah, you could have even had a long run and just stopped right just after midnight and just killed the next day's run too. I've I've thought about that. Um, I've thought about that a few times, especially in the backyard ultra. Yeah, like not out at eleven p.m. because I know that you know as soon as I wake up, I have to go for another run, so I have to push through yeah. at least get another loop in at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, just so I don't so I get a full like you know ends up being like a you know 30, 35 hour break then. Yeah. Um, as far as backyard ultras go, your f- first one was at Dead Cow in 2021. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, that's the, it's the only um, backyard ultra events I've entered, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It would be good to do others, but um, usually the time frame just works out that that's probably the best one to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and But you're improving every time. Did you get 24, 30, then 32? Is that the progression? Yeah, yeah. So the the first, the the whole reason I entered the backyard ultra in 2021 is because I had an entry to GCR 100 miler, which is uh, the Great Southern Endurance Run down in Victorian Alps, and it's a hundred miler, um, ten thousand meters of vert. So it's you know it's quite difficult in terms of hundred milers, mm. and. I just set out a goal to run 24 hours just to know that I could run the distance and then spend the rest of the year training for that. And then, um, and then COVID sort of interrupted flights and couldn't get there. Cause I think the Victorian borders were closed that year and we couldn't get down there. So I had to defer that to 2022. Yeah. Yeah. I so, remember, um, it was pretty wild weather that year as well, wasn't it? At that race, it was it was atrocious. Yeah, it was so bad that yeah. they had to do um, thirty three kilometer loops up the same mountain four times. All right, four or five times. Yeah, and um, it was um, yeah pretty demoralizing for the for the um, the runners because. Every time they left the aid station, they were going straight up the same climb every time. And with the weather so bad, I think they had a lot of DNFs, right? Because um, it was it just made it so much tougher mentally and and physically because it's the same the same the same thirty k loop just over and over and over again until you got to hundred miles. Yeah, yeah. And and you have posted a video of that race, and it's a good watch too. Yeah, that was, um, I think the first, the whole reason why I went to do that race in the first place was because I crewed 
um, and paced my brother there one year because he's done it three times. Yeah. And so I got down there and as soon as we are up in the mountains, I was like, I've got to do this. This is spectacular. Like, <laughs> I've never seen anything like this before and I, I've just got to see the whole course. So, yeah. yeah. Um, now, as far as Dead Cow Gully goes, I ran with you at the Masters and um, you did really well, about 32. I, mean, I thought that was the toughest race. I don't know. But I think it was the varying in temperature that made it so hard for me. But what, mm. ended, what ended the race for you? I had, um, it probably sounds a bit soft, but I had um, a few like massive blisters. Like they were probably... I don't know, maybe 60 centimetres round. Like they were like huge. I had two big ones on my right foot and one popped and it was so painful. Um, I had end up walking that loop for ages just and, you know, my whole sock filled up with, you know, just all the blister and it, it was hurting so bad. And I come in and that was on lap 30 and I tried to wrap it up. And it just, it was just so painful. Like it just kept rubbing on that same spot and the, like, and it just, I'm like, all right, I'll push through for a PB, but um, I think next time shoe choice is going to be a big difference. So I won't, I definitely won't be wearing those shoes. Um, and yeah, I'll, sort of, it's one of those things you sort of learn, you know, you get to these distances and, oh, you get a, you know, a blister in a certain place. So this year I'll have a different game plan. So yeah. basically basically the, the blisters got me. Right. Um, so this you sometimes do get a the blister on this one same spot. Yeah, yeah. This the, the particular one was um on my little toe. Right. And whole toe turned into one big blister and it was like mm. my little toe was in a blister and yeah. it was just it was it was <laughs> Yeah, it was something else. I tell yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Did you change shoes for the road loop and the um, day loop? Uh no. Just around the same. All the, the whole thing in road shoes. Yeah. 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 Me too. Yeah. Um. Are you going to be running at Dead Cow Gully this year? I am. Yeah. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I jumped in. I jumped in after the list was released. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> So my name's not on there. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so I know that um, you often, and at the Masters, I'm pretty sure you were there on your own without a crew. Will you be there with the crew this time? I will have a crew this time, yes. Ooh. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So um, it would be um, cool. Yeah, the uh, wife and kids are going to come out this time and camp and hang out. And, oh, yeah, awesome. it should be, should be a really good weekend, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, and do you think... Um, Maybe your wife will do the chili dog challenge, or not too sure. <laughs> Maybe I haven't uh, discussed that yet, but I, I was thinking about giving it a go. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, Get some extra nutrition in. Yeah, hopefully you're still going to be running though at six at uh, six hours in. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no doubts about that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. I know you're organising. Is this so? You're organising. We've got your backyard ultra. Is this the first time you've ever got involved in organising a race? 
It is, yeah. The first time um, being a race director, yeah. Yeah, awesome. And it's on the 10th of March. So, yeah, tell, tell us all about it. So the race, the race itself is um, it's, it's got a couple of stories behind why it's come about. Um, so um, the first year I did a Backyard Ultra, you, you know, you run around and you talk to all different people and it's so, um, well, easy paced, it, you know, not for everyone, but it was uh, really nice to be able to actually talk to people and you come back around the next hour and you can talk to someone else and have a good time. And it's like, it's like a running holiday, basically. Like, you, you know, you just run around all day, you know, it's like a, it's like a big training camp and, you know, you come down back to your tent, you talk to someone else or, you know, it's, um, it really has been a social environment every time I've done one. Um, and then the second year, um, you know, we had sort of the same people come back to Dead Cow Gully and, you know, it was like catching up with old friends and, and, uh, my mate Drew Willis, he, um his wife came out and crewed for both of us and we ran I, I ran 30 hours i think he ran 31 or 32 um laps that year and it just got me thinking like um you know she put up all that time to make sure that you know i had drink bottles food ready you know if i needed anything heated up or whatever and then at the dead count masters um I, uh, I set up next to Brett Sandring, the race director for Blackall 100. And we'd, we'd spoken a few times at, at Dead Cow Gully. And um, he's like, did you bring crew? I'm like, no, nah, I'll be right. I'll just, you know, I'll just make sure stuff's ready and that's fine. He goes, no, 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 no. Um, my wife and kids are here. They can help out. They can, you know, cook for you and do whatever you need. And I was, I was blown away, really. Yeah. And so they helped me out all day, all night. And, um, you know, he had a, a big gas heater in his tent. So in the middle of the night, we'd, we'd be laying down next to this gas heater, staying warm in between in between loops. And, um, and then, you know, we'd get woken up, you know, all right, time to go. And, we'd, you know, hustle back out to the start line. And I walked away from the Masters, um, just appreciating the community and how how inviting you know especially trail runners and ultra runners like and and now that i've joined the road runners club this year um you know they're all my you know new friends and you know we're they're all going to come down to this race as well and it just got me thinking i really want to do something back for the community um because another um another guy i know crewed me at the guzzler this year and put up you know put up his whole day all right i'm gonna look after you all day you just run and i'll have everything ready for you and i just thought you know what i'm gonna put on a an event um for the community so it's for the community to get into backyard ultras and at the same time We'll just donate everything to Beyond Blue, so it's like a double-edged sword where the community. I look after the community, 
they sign up and then we look after Beyond Blue at the same time. So it's like, you know, doing two things at once and, you know, help people get inspired and get into um, Backyard Ultras. Yeah, yeah. No, it sounds awesome. Um, mm. And I'm actually surprised that there's not more of um, these types of races where it's like a capped Backyard Ultra because this is a capped Backyard Ultra where it's at uh, 10 loops. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so we've capped it at 10, um, mainly because it's also going to be, um, like the idea behind it is to get more interest and more achievement, like give people the idea that's more achievable instead of going to a backyard and going, all right, how far can you go? Um, so putting a cap on it, I'm trying to encourage people who have never done one before to get into it and then because we're going to do um, the 10 loops the first person home on the 10th loop is going to be the winner so if you're a big ultra runner and you want a solid training run you can use this as a test to go big and you can you, you can push the 10th loop and see how strong you feel after 10 hours mm. so there's like all these different factors that I wanted it to become um, community-based, give the charity, give the big guys a good training run um, or, you know, people, if they're capable of doing, you know, 24, 30, 40 hours strategies to be able to go to 40 hours, if they finish 10 loops feeling fantastic, then they could probably triple it, no worries. So, yeah. 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 Um, I've had a look at the course um, map and, it, I mean, I don't live in Queensland, so I don't really know the area, but it looks really nice. It looks like a lot of it's along a river as well. Yeah, so we've got um, – so the start line um, is pretty much where our weekly park run starts. Um, whoop. <laughs> my, um, my thing's dropped down. Um, so – uh, it starts where our park run starts and we run out, I think it's 500 metres to the river and then you run along the river so you get a little bit of, um, you know, river views and then you've got our, our park is very green at the moment so it looks really nice and lush. And then um, a lot of people who do park run have never seen this extra little 1.7k um, loop that goes around a, uh, like I call it the duck pond, but it's just a little man-made lake with bridges all the way around it. So you get to run around that. And then, yeah, you come back onto the park run course and then f basically finish, yeah, finish where park run finishes. So it's like it's our normal park run course with an extra side bit around the, around the lake. Yeah, awesome. And um, what's the race hub going to be like? I understand you're going to have a, stuff going on yeah yeah so we've got um we've got like a you know start line we've got uh marquee we've got a big area that we can have marquees um and then we've got uh our race hq is going to be one of the the park shelters which is quite big it's like 10 meters by four meters so it's quite large that's where we'll have um a little aid station um and there's heaps of parking um because we usually get more than 500 people to park run every week. So there's plenty of space for, um, to put on an event. 
Yeah, yeah. Now, is it being held on a Saturday or a Sunday? Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Because we can't clash with other events. Yeah, I see. Um, Now, there's also a 2K option for the kids, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So um, that'd be cool. We're going to start them at uh, 15 minutes after the loop starts. So everyone will start their loop at nine o'clock and they'll run off and then we'll get all the kids lined up at 9.15 and then they can take off and and uh, bolt their way down. To, it's 1K out and then 1K back and then, yeah. yeah and awesome. then they can dance. Um, will your kids be running in it? They are. I've already signed them up. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there aren't many races, let alone ultras, that, like, that it only costs $67. So, I mean, it's really good value. And you, you've already said some really good things about it. I mean, it's a perfect event for all runners, really. Yeah, um, that's- yeah people who, who enjoy the format, people who want to try the format, people who just want to run a, a marathon for the first time. Yeah. And it's perfect timing with Dead Cow Gully just being like a couple months later as well, right? Yeah. So that was another reason why um it's six or seven weeks before dead cow gully as well um because we're associ- we're sort of associated with them uh or with tim about um having an event prior to his as to help you know boost interest and to get people into the sport and stuff like that so um so we don't we didn't want to clash with um other events especially events that I really enjoy and and I know most of the race directors so it's it was really hard to you know pick a weekend but um yeah we're not clashing with too many people so yeah, yeah it worked out okay on that weekend yeah um so with the last lap as well being basically a race that will be really fun to watch Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I reckon you'll get a, a a crowd of people there just to watch that last lap. I hope so because I know a lot of my friends are like, oh, you know, that weekend, you know, I'm I'm so far out from my marathon. I'm going to just do um, five loops or six loops, and that's that's fine. Um, but if yeah, because we're going to have. We've got a coffee van, there's an ice cream van there, and we'll have the pizza van. So everyone can just hang around and have a feed and listen to music and have a good time and, yeah, just enjoy the day, really. Yeah, sure. Um, so have you run a hot lap around the course yet, Rowan? Like how fast would you be able to do it in? Not a hot lap. Um like I've trained on it a few times and I just, I usually run it about 35 minutes. Yeah. Um, so basically right on the five minute K pace. Um, but if I really gave it a red hot crack, um, yeah, I could get that down to four minute Ks. No worries. Yeah. Awesome. So under 30, <laughs> I reckon the winner would go under 30, under 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. People could run it under 30. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, probably 31, yeah, would be a good target. Yeah, 30 minutes, yeah. Yeah. Um, have you made a segment of the course on Strava? No, I haven't. <laughs> I, I really should. Yeah, yeah, cool. Oh, you've, you've got enough time to do it. So it's the 10th of March, right? 
10th of March, yeah. Yeah, beauty. Now, um, as you mentioned, it's um, you're raising money for Beyond Blue and you do a lot um, raising awareness and raising funds for mental health. I mean, you grew an awesome mo last <laughs> year for Movember um, and you coloured it in for um, Coast to Cozzies as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's obviously something that's, that's close to your heart, like the mental health um, mm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like um, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the building industry and sometimes things don't go, you know, swimmingly well and, and projects build up and, you know, contractors like to, you know, put all their stress onto you and blah, blah. So you get, you get, you cop a fair bit in the, um, the building industry because there's quite a lot of negativity out there, um, you know, with deadlines and this and that. And it's just, it can be quite full on. And to be honest, I've had my moments, um, without like going into too much detail, but, um, yeah, like having to talk to a psychiatrist before just to help with, you know, getting, moving forward and getting through things. Um, it's just been on the back of my mind, like, you know, and awareness and, you know, helping people talk about it and it just helping myself talk about it is, is, uh, has been a struggle. So, um, it's, yeah, it seems to be just one of those things for me that's, always right there and uh it's 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 really important just to be able to you know talk to someone and mm. and let it yeah yeah i mean look i mean it's not something i'm i'm comfortable talking about my mental health and stuff like that but um i mean it's only in the last few years that it's become kind of like acceptable in society to be be able to admit that you've got you're struggling with your mental health and, yeah, it's because, and it's because of um like events like this and raising awareness and just um because like you said talking to someone that's probably the thing that helps more than anything else like it these things like beyond blue and lifeline they they literally are saving people's people's lives yeah yeah so um, sorry well it doesn't uh, you know they're all they're all fantastic and it is hard for people to pick up the phone and just ring someone out of the blue like you've never spoke to them before um and to be honest sometimes that's the best thing is to talk to someone you've never spoke to before and you don't have that uh, emotional connection or or friendship that you know, like, um, and you don't have to worry about what they think about you. They're just there to listen and they're just there to help you. So, but, you know, if you do have someone that you know and feel comfortable with, then 99% of the time they are more than happy just to listen. And that's what people don't understand is, you know, you feel insecure and scared and blah, blah, about talking to someone. But it's, you know, after you get probably five or ten words in, you just you feel so much better. So it's really, really, it doesn't matter who you talk to, but um, if you do need to talk to someone, it's, it's yeah, very important to just, yeah, talk to someone. Um, it's also one of the great things about running as well is, um, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure you would agree, but I find it a lot easier talking to someone 
shoulder to shoulder while I'm running beside someone than just sitting down and talking to them face to face at a table. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's um it's quite a strange thing because in like the road runner scene, everyone's trying to run as hard as they can for you know to finish the half marathon or finish the marathon or whatever it is. But then as soon as you jump over the ultra scene and you know you're 50 60 k's out in the middle of the bush what feels like the middle of nowhere and you're running side by side with someone and you just end up talking about random stuff and it um you know sometimes it could be something that's on your chest that you've you know you never spoke to your best mate about mm. and it's how that instant connection because you both it's like you're both going through the exact same thing at the exact same time and all of a sudden you've broken down all these barriers and you feel more comfortable with that person right now and then than someone you've known for years it's it's uh, a really strange feeling but um it's it's awesome that you know like you, you know yourself now that you've experienced it and it's really hard to you know tell someone oh you know, if you do an ultra, you'll have the best time because you'll have someone to talk to. Sometimes you don't see anyone, yeah. you know, out there in the middle of nowhere. But um, I'm sure, sure enough, somewhere along the line, you, you'll end up having one of these moments yourself. And yeah. and I have, have so I'm sure heaps of people have. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so how many? How big's the field limit for um, we've got your backyard ultra? We, we want to run 200, so yeah. we want to run about, yeah, maximum of 200 in the 67K and probably 50 kids is would be ideal. Um, that would be um, sort of perfect because, as you know, people get four to five loops in and, and you know, they've, had, they've, they've run their 30 or 40Ks, they're happy, um, and then the field reduces down quite a lot by the time you even get to... 10 loops so yeah if we run 200 that'd be we're still got a little bit of a little way to go to get to 200 but i think we're what five weeks out now so yeah we're getting there yeah cool and um what about volunteers like if someone can't run at it for whatever reason but they want to be involved is can people volunteer and help out on the day uh yeah anyone um can help out on the day we have got um a lot of uh a lot of the guys and girls that i run with have um put up their time for the day uh, a couple of them are going to run like one or two loops or three loops and then spend the rest of the day uh helping out uh which is fantastic so they're like they're like double dipping in the helping out departments that have helped out with signing up and they're going to spend the rest of the day helping out at the event so um but yeah we've got probably 12 or 13 maybe more volunteers for the for the day and i i roughly estimated we need at least 12 for it to run smoothly so but um yeah more than welcome for anyone to help out on the day awesome now um you've got an instagram account for the race are you going to be doing live streams and stuff like that uh i would yeah i definitely would like to do that definitely yeah Especially the last loop when the, for the finish line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Awesome. Um, so for the rest of 2024, what races have you got um, lined up? 
Um, so the first crack is Noosa 100. Yeah. So uh, hopefully aiming for 100k PB. Um, and then after that will be Dead Cow. And then after Dead Cow, I think if I get my timeline right, I think it's Noosa, no, not Noosa, Sunshine Coast Marathon. Yeah. Um, aiming for the big, you know, sub three. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, yep. And then not long after that, I think it's uh, Black All 100. Yep. And then if I get into Coast to Cozy again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is your best marathon time, just out of interest? Uh, so the first, you wouldn't believe it, but the first um, marathon that I actually did was last year, three weeks after Dead Cow. No. It was, so I did Dead Cow. I did Masters, and then I think it was, Two weeks later was the Guzzler 100, and then a week later I did a relay race, and then a week later I think it was Sunshine Coast Marathon, and I picked, picked up a niggle in the Guzzler, and it wasn't it wasn't recovered by the time I did the marathon. So I I went in to, I went in to the event knowing that I was injured, and all I could think was I'm just gonna take it easy i'm gonna i'm gonna just i'm just gonna finish it you know i won that free entry into into the event so you know it didn't cost me anything so i was like i'm just you know i'm gonna finish it happy days walk away get a medal da, da, da. and the gun went off and you know i'm 10ks in and i'm sitting on 412s so I was, i'm like oh you know sub three marathon <laughs> I'm right. I'm right in the right in the sweet spot, and then my knee starts to play havoc, and um, and then and then I did the next ten k's at four thirty pace, and then I got to a half marathon, just over like the three hour pace, and and just went downhill like massively, and end up and end up being uh, three thirty five on the nose. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I run all these hundred Ks and two hundred Ks and whatever, and then yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> last year was my first marathon. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised. So you've only done one. Only done one. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> um, so as we mentioned, thirty-two is your best backyard ultra result, and I'm sure you would agree that you can. You've got plenty more in you than that. Um, but yeah. do, do you have um, any backyard ultra like long-term goals? I really, I, I really um, want to. I think my next, my next sort of mental barrier, as such, like I know you're not meant to have a goal, and you're meant to just do each loop, and you're not meant to think about it. You just go out and just line up every hour, and and you know all the top guys don't even know what loop they're up to by the time they get to seventy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy. But yeah. I, I really want to. Like, I think fifty is a good like a good target. Um, so if I, if I crack 50 this year, I mean, if you can crack 50, I think you can keep pushing on further than that. But, um, yeah, I would I would love to see a 5-0. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. Hopefully a dead cow. 
Yeah, that's what, that, I think that'll be the time to do it because, you know, looking at the start list, I know, yeah, there's people there that are well and truly in the 90s, so it's, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any trouble any troubles with someone taking you to 50. Yeah, yeah 100%. Well, um, yeah, because everyone's going to be, um, do, you reckon, do you reckon the 10 grand will make much of a difference or do you reckon it would have gone, do you reckon it will push people to go a bit, longer i think i think when it gets down to the nitty-gritty like when you get to like two or three people left i think that will play a factor i think that will i think that will that'll help someone push through the hurt i think that will give someone the incentive to know they're right there and they could they could take it if they keep going like that's i think that's i don't think it's going to be really in the minds of too many people i know i know the people that have run you know over 90 hours um will be thinking you know this is this is theirs for the taking but i think um yeah you've got to get there first but i don't i don't think a lot of people will be thinking about it yeah yeah um it's gonna make things interesting isn't it 10 grand it's pretty awesome it it is awesome, yeah, yeah. But that it, um, that's our goal is to donate in our event. Is that's our goal to donate over ten thousand? Yeah. Um, that's our. If we hit two hundred runners, we will smash that, and that's that's the plan. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely will be an awesome prize package to walk away with. <laughs> yeah. Um. With your YouTube channel, um, look, I know you did Coast to Cozzy last year and it looked like a pretty tough one, like with all the rain and trees over the road and stuff like then walking through water. Um, mm. Did you document it and are you going to um, put out a video of it on your YouTube channel? I do I do plan on, um, you know, putting all the footage together and, and um, making something of it. Um, the weather was atrocious um and that that does make it very difficult to film in in weather like that because you can't have a drone and you can't you know as soon as rain gets on the lens it pretty much destroys the footage so it um i don't know how much footage i'll have left after i chop it all up but um yeah basically setting up this event has taken up all my spare time so yeah. um we won't be able to get to it till after we we get this out of the way. Yeah, sure. The it's it's such bad luck about the weather because I don't know if you remember or not, but the year before Costa Cozzy, it was the most perfect weather of all time. Do you remember that? I still remember seeing the videos and the photos. It looked so perfect. Yeah, no, I've I've seen a couple of videos and and it's that's just the that's just the mountains. It's the mountain weather. It can change on a dime, and it's just one of those things you just have to respect. So, it's yeah. um, as bad as it was, and and you know everyone um, would say the same thing, but it still didn't break the community, like the community spirit behind it. So, it was crazy to to see the community spirit behind that event. Mm, yeah yeah they really like they hand out like um 
food and stuff to the runners and stuff, don't they? Like the, the school kids and stuff like when you're running. Yeah, the school. Yeah, the, the local school. Apparently, it's um, their biggest fundraiser for the year. Oh. Um, and because of the flooding, no one – it was it was a real shame because um, they spent all week getting all their cakes and everything ready and they put it all at the school and then it flooded and no one could get to the school. No one could go to the school to get all the stuff they've made all week. Um, so – they end up doing um, a couple of parents and kids um, end up bringing down like a barbecue and they end up doing pancakes on the side of the road in the rain uh, for all the runners, um, which is uh, awesome to see. And then they and then they did a um, a donation hat at the end of the race and everyone threw in some money to show their support for for them to you know because they lost all their food that they prepared um for the event so everyone chipped in it was it was awesome yeah um so rowan at the end of each podcast i like to ask my guests their three backyard ultra tips so mm -hmm. what what are your three um my first one is oh, a lot of people i've run with um they run the loop and then um uh, you know, hydrate and eat uh, at the end of each loop. And I'm I'm huge on always taking half liter out every loop. Um, so nutrition is definitely key to being able to run, you know, long distance. But having that um, hydration with you all the time uh, definitely definitely has helped me get to where I've gotten to. Um, the other one I would say is not, and a lot of people are in this, but not to have that goal because that can trick you into finishing early. Um, especially if you've never done a hundred K and you hit that, everyone, everyone hurts. Like everyone's going through something out there, like their legs, their calves, their back, whatever it may be, it might be really hot. Um, so everyone's in the same boat. Um, it's just that some people can just push through that barrier and sometimes having that little goal, cause that's what stopped me in the first year was hit my goal done. Perfect. Yeah. 24 I'm out of here. Like <laughs> jumped in the car and drove home. <laughs> so that can, but that was, that was on the first year. So it's like you sort of, you most people probably don't have, um, the, the drive to push, oh, how actually, how far can I go? Um, and, you know, not having a goal will will definitely set you up better to achieve, you know, more loops. Um, and the third one, um, I, I'd probably crew, crews, important um and not not just to you know fill up your water bottles and not just to cook or you know heat up your food but you know in the middle of the night at two o'clock in the morning three o'clock in the morning you know witching out it's like they're the worst hours of the night um 
just having, you know, if you want someone to talk to, they're right there. You can talk to them, you know, and just having someone to social with each, you know, when you come in and, and that can help a lot is just having someone there in your corner ready to push you back out of the seat. And so I think, um, yeah, hydration is key. Um, crew and uh, what was the second one again? I've already forgotten. Um, hydration. Hydration. Crew. But no target. Yeah, no target. Yeah. Target. Crew and hydration. Yeah, nice. I remember after the Masters when I dropped um, a couple of days after, you sent me a message and you actually gave me some other good advice then as well. Like if you're ever struggling, just stick onto the back of someone and don't let go. Yeah. That, that's really good advice too. Yeah, yeah. It's it definitely um, – because it's, it's really funny because um, especially at the Masters, we were – uh, I was running with Brett a lot and we were talking a lot about our splits and, you know, where we're at on the course at certain times. Like we'll get to a certain point where we're like we're a minute behind or two minutes behind last loop and we come in at 50 minutes. Like, you know, and you, you start running all these numbers and, and you know, when you're trying to do math at 3 o'clock in the morning uh, is quite difficult, especially if you're trying to do it by yourself. Yeah. and if you can just latch on to someone and you know even just look at their heels and just follow them until till you get back is um you don't have to say anything but just it's just like having a little target on their back and you're just following that target all the way around the course until you get back yeah, yeah. it does help but yeah yeah i wish i um i wish i thought of that when i was at the masters from that moment. <laughs> I must, I must have run past you when you're in what, where you where you were walking, and I didn't. It was so hard to see people. Yeah, I, I found it hard to um, like identify people, even running back the other way. Like I'd look at them, and maybe it's because we're so tired. But you know, I found it really hard to um, yeah see who was who, and then yeah. So if I seen you walking, I would have um, give you a little little shunt. <laughs> yeah, it was really hard to, yeah, um, it was a hard one. But um, the um, now we've, we have spoken a bit about um, we've got your backyard. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that um, that we need to talk about? Um, we've got, um, we've had really um, great support from our, the ultra community. So we've got um, Leah. Uh, who's doing all our photography for free. Um, so she's going to um, do all that for free and she's doing um, one of the prizes because we're doing random prizes for the event. So we're not doing first, second, and third prizes. Um, everyone's just going to get a ticket and then even if they go home, they can still win. Um, so they'll get a ticket at sign-in in the morning and then they'll go in the draw to win all these random prizes. And um, so we've got Leah, she's going to, um, she's offered up a $750 uh, family photo shoot for free um, and she's doing all our event photos for free. So that's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and we've got uh, Nicole Jukes, 
Um, you would know Nicole. She's massive in the backyard ultra scene. Um, she's uh, offered up uh, two Backyard Ultra Australia memberships uh, to give away, so two of those. And she's doing a eight-week run coach uh, program to give away to someone as well. Um, we've got the local cafe. They're um, giving us a $50 voucher. So, you know, um, two people can go and have breakfast and coffee for free. Um, we've got Run Vault, um, which is a, a local uh, running store in this Brisbane city. They're, they're giving us two $50 vouchers to their store. Um, we've got Run the World. Do you know, you know much about Run the World? I know a little bit. I know I follow people on Strava who are doing it, but I don't really know that much about it. So Travis Island, uh, who runs it, he's created all these maps around the world that you can sign up to and um, you just sort of track your kilometres and, you know, run around Australia, New Zealand, Canada, um, all these different countries. And so he's he's giving away a, uh, a one-year membership and a free singlet. So one of our runners will get a membership to his app and, you know, get to start their journey around Australia. Yeah. Um, and I think um, I can't remember what – there might be a couple of other things – They've forgotten, sorry. But, um, yeah, so we've got all these random prizes that people have um, given up to support the, the race. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and look, it's, it sounds really, really good. I wish I was in Brisbane so I could I could do it myself. But, um, yeah, good on you for organising it because it's um, – and I hope the weather is really good and I hope it – I know it's going to be a great event, so I hope it all goes perfectly. Yeah, no, it'd be fun because, we, you know, it's just, you know, you have that central aid station, loud music playing and just people can just hang out for the day and, and just watch their friends and family run around for 10 hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, look, I mean, they are fun events just to, um, just to hang out and watch the runners, like socialise with your friends, have a barbecue, whatever. They're fun races just to be at, I think. Definitely, definitely. They're the, probably the most social event you could ever do, I reckon, yeah. in, in the running world. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, well, thanks heaps for coming on, Rowan. It's been Thank really you. good to catch up. Um, all the best with your year. Hopefully I'll see you in Perth. Well, I will see you at Dead Cow Gully. So that would be Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and um, all the best um, with um, We've Got Your Back Out Ultra as well. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. No worries, Roll. Um, we'll be in touch and I'll see you in a few months. Too easy. Thanks, Pato. All right. See you, Rowan. Yeah. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you could share, comment, like, subscribe, all of that. If you've got any feedback, shoot me a message. Hope you have a great day. See ya.